Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a fresh new episode of Missing Curfew. Coming to you from the Hard Rock Updog in Lake Tahoe. The Hard Rock Hotel, baby. Come on. Fuck, we got a noise complaint our first fucking night, and we didn't even really do anything. No, we kept it pretty classy, fellas. Um, you know, we came in, flew in on a bird, thanks to our boy, Mr. Micah Chandy. Micah Chandy. If you're listening, you're, I know you're at the Grove 23 playing with MJ, playing golf with MJ out in Florida. Thank you so much for... Uh, for kindly allowing us to fly in and do some do some quality fucking work on the road. It's nice to be on the road with you boys. Flowers, welcome. Great. Thanks for having me again, boys. You guys are Special fast. edition Larry Flowers. And from the East Coast, finally, Broadway Jimmy Scoops hits. Oh, I was bumping Sammy Adams the whole way going <laughs> coast to coast, baby. Just Boston to L.A. L.A. Easy, you're looking good. L.A. Yeah. to Tahoe, like... Fuck. It felt a little bit like Christmas, didn't it, coming in? Huh? It was like Christmas Eve that day. I had the, the, the jitters going. I was all fired up. Couldn't wait to see you. Boy. It was great. I was just finishing up the power play with my boy Cooley, and then Broadway was there. I came down. He's like, I just went for a walk the beach. That Ocean Boulevard's a nice fucking street, isn't it? I'm like, it's pretty nice, Broadway. Have you gone to um, that place, Jan's Healthy Kitchen, too? They make an unbelievable smoothie there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Did you get the banana date one? I used yeah, to get the banana. exactly. Banana yeah. date with the peanut butter? Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was my go-to right there. Yeah, it's go-to. Did you throw hot. a little vodka in there? No, no, no. Still off the sauce. Oh, you are. Still That's right. off the still sauce. Off the, even with peer pressuring him, he's still on the, off the sauce. I mean, oh, I'm, he's I'm proud of you. I'm man proud of his word. Thanks, boys. And welcome back, because you're off a nice little 10 day. Welcome back to the club. Thank you. Thank you. Nice yeah. to have you. If, if, if we were here and you were not on it, if you were on that <laughs> fucking 10 day still, I don't know if we'd be getting much. Uh, How was that, Obes? Because I'm thinking about doing moments. Yeah, it was my second one. It's, it's fuck, you know what? It's, it's 10 days. It's painful, I'll be honest with you, but it works. I'm, so, I'm down 20 pounds since, uh, since New Year's. The only problem is I got 25 more to go. <laughs> is it a juice no, cleanse? It's, it's Tell me good. about it. Though. I want to know about it. So you do a shake in the morning, shake at night, or sorry, shake in the morning, shake at lunch, and then you do a, a dinner no more than 700 calories. Wow. And then they give you these little, like, snack things that That's are. That's tough. Yeah, Where man. do you put those? You shove those up your hoop or what? <laughs> Fuck, you might as well. <laughs> just fuck, she's a one-biter. I can get through the mornings. I can get through, like, till 2, 3 yeah. o'clock. At 4 o'clock, I start getting hungry. Once I get home from the office... I got to pig out. I eat as many calories as I can. Is that, I be- love is that before or after you go on your uh, dating app and try to get some babes over? Uh, I do that all the time. <laughs> what, hey, what app, what app are you rocking these days? Oh, with a Hinge. Well, I mean, Hinge, Hinge, but Bumble. You see the valuation on no, Bumble? No, I'm not on Bumble. Three, three is four it, hey, billion is, dollars. Is, is Raya still really? relevant? I was never on Raya. Flowers got what, denied. Yeah, on yeah. Ryan. I did not get. I did not get denied. You did not get accepted. It's a fuck. It's not, okay. It's like getting it's the blue for, check mark. It's you for athletes it. and actors, and, and you're neither. So I'll you t- got denied. My brother you, was on it. There's some hot babes. I'll tell you right. one thing. So I'm, I'm on. I'm on the hinge app. And are you I'm, killing it? You were killing I'm it for a bit. I'm pretty good, but I I, I, I cheated. I cheated. How, how do you cheat? I'll tell you how you cheat. As you all know, as your listeners know, I got I got my new puppy Rocky. Oh. So I threw, I threw. I took a picture of one of us down. 
and I put a picture up of Rocky, and all of a sudden, the likes started coming. And I'm like, now that's why I got this dog, right? You're on the same. Makes sense. It's working. Is it working? Of course. Fuck, that's why you bought the dog. How many times a week are you getting late? <laughs> I can't say that on, so on the pod. <laughs> how many times Come a week? On, I, my mom listens. Come on. <laughs> I don't tell her. Man. It's like the fucking, it's like from the Wolf of Wall Street. How many yeah, times are you jerking off? Jerking off? <laughs> Dude, those are amateur numbers. We got to bump those numbers. We got to bump those numbers. I mean, you're the only single guy here in the group. You, you know, share share some of the wealth. How do you feel about being the only single guy? Sometimes flowers. This, I'll be honest. Sometimes I, you know, you pop in my mind. I love you. I care about you. And I'm like, poor flowers. He's the only single guy. But maybe you're the smart one. Although I love, I do love my I, girlfriend. But maybe you're I, the smart I, one. I mean, I think we all <laughs> technically we, we want to find a great girl. And you guys have great girls, and the, the, I'm happy for you. But I mean, Obes, you let me down a little bit. I mean, I thought we had another year with you. But uh, you're a real sport fucker at heart, though, aren't you? <laughs> 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 You're like a fucking catch and no, release type of guy. No, but he's a fucking. This is why I got the dog two ups. You know this. He's a cuddler. I am you know, a cuddler. I remember he's a back, hair twirler back in the day. Is. We'd have you know when we were all single, Disgusting. we'd fucking mix it up. You know, have a good weekend. And the rule was Sundays, like it was the guys' day, right? No, no flowers. Like I got, I got this broad coming over, and I'm looking over. It's supposed to be Sunday night with the boys. He's playing with her hair, cuddling <laughs> her. I'm like. I'm about to puke. I'm like, this yeah, is too a little lover. I pretend to be tough. I pretend to be tough and, and hard. You are a cuddler. I like to snuggle. I like to cuddle. I like to be held. I like to curl hair, you know? He's a real mama's boy. So yeah, he has this right. move, Broadway. I don't know if you've seen it. If it you've works. Seen it, you've been it, busting it, my balls about it, but it works. And he, so he just starts playing with their hair. In the club, right? Yeah. And Anywhere. I actually finally... In the club you're doing that. Everywhere. Just, it, it, it's very natural. I don't. It's not like a joke. I just sit there. You know, we're hanging out. We're laughing. You got a girl next to me. I like her. We're talking. She's got nice hair. And, you know, then I put my arm around her. Or no, no, you go right to it. You don't yeah, even go arm around her, do yeah, you? Yeah. But I asked the one girl, sorry to cut you off, but I asked the one girl, do you fucking like this or what? And she was like, yeah, actually, I really do. Wow. Girls yeah, because she's on Molly play. probably. No, girls. <laughs> <laughs> girls love to have their hair played with, man. Flowers spiked to drink. A-Hall, you the man, baby. Look at that. Oh, my what boy. Baby. Al Hall, Max. So just to the listeners out there, this, this trip got put together last minute. And it could have never happened unless the beautiful minds of us three here and our boys, A. Hall and Maximilian right here. Amen. Who, uh, who put this media. together. Uh, the big thanks to our, our main sponsor here. Uh, Hard the Hard Rock, Rock Casino Hard Rock, yeah. in Lake Tahoe. Where we're set up here. And then tomorrow we're going to do a little shout out, a uh, little live stream on our YouTube. Still ironing out the kinks there, but we hope everyone can tune yeah, in for that. And, and yeah, tune in. Chirp us a bit. Give us your comments. Yeah. Oh, I'd love a nice little chirp. Have a the couple of times. What are the chirps you guys get the most? I'll be honest. The chirps I get about the most are you're a little heavier than when you played. I'm like, thanks, tips. <laughs> and um, a lot about my hair. The spiky hair. I get NSYNC. You think you're an NSYNC, O'Brien? NSYNC. I, oh, I think you look good, buddy. I go, boys, I, I only got one problem. fucking play. The spiky watch this. Oof. The people All love right. chirping I did me. I did say this about, like, Brad Pitt or Tom Brady. Like, when you can have different hairstyles, yeah. that's when you're a wheel. I got one hairstyle, and that's all I got. Yeah, but it works for you. If it ain't broken, don't fix it, I right? wish I could do the, maybe the updog flow. But the updog's got some healthy lettuce right now. I just got a haircut. A little shout-out to my, my girl Paige back home. Where did you get a haircut? Over. She came right to my house. You know Paige, Christina's right friend Paige. Davenport. Oh, she came by. She cuts, yeah. like... She's yeah. a Hollywood hairdresser. Is that hairdresser. what she does? Paige. She's a Hollywood hairdresser. Does uh, all, everyone for what is that movies, awards. I, I made her dinner. That's it? Yeah. You are, Man, good you are a charmer. That's you what know? I was going to talk about. We hey. had dinner. She came by, cut my hair. I mean, it was a big trip, right? Boys, this was Tuesday. I'm like, I need a, I need a little healthy flow. In fact, she just hit me up in the DM. Hair is looking mint. Yeah. So Your hair was right. flowing. I'll give you that. So um, uh, let's, let's talk about the ride, the ride in, boys, this experience last night. What happened when we got here last night? 
It was a great flight in. Mike Cheney's great bird was nice. In. We had a nice bottle of red. Uh, yep. We only had one bottle. I, I thought you guys maybe would have brought another one, but I should have brought you guys a gift. That's, that's, not, on me. <laughs> that's on me. It's I not fucking National for you. League. I'm gonna be honest. It's not I National League, but and then we got here up. Thought, what did we do? I can't even remember. Well, we oh. came in. We checked into our casino. We checked yep. in. You know, we came down. Uh, we didn't bother with any of the the cards, right? No, we just wanted to have a couple We've beers, get our get our bearings. So you know, we had a couple pints. We walked around. Um, well, we and then ran, so we took so it. We took it, and then we ran into these two fucking two, couple, du- two couple, fucking couple little fans. pigeons were... from Minnesota. <laughs> what their fuck fucking name were, but they were yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. complete clowns. And we were trying to be nice to them, and then finally it got to the point where we we're like, yeah. "Hey, yeah." There's Someone easy, had a vibe check. Them, the they, easy, were, they were fucking. There's the easy way out of here, or the hard way. Which way do you want to go? <laughs> they wanted the hard way. I think it would have It would have made for a better story for them back uh, home. I think. I actually just saw the one I was getting my skinny margarita. <laughs> I didn't give you a head down. I'm, I'm shocked you didn't come in here. They're pigeons. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so we took it back to our room though too for a couple for a couple fucking, pints. So listen, we're sitting around the table, a hall, me up, dog, Max, whoever, all the boys, flowers, and we're just meeting of the minds. Got yeah, some tunes going. We had okay, MMJ. Good. We were playing some MMJ. We're talk, <laughs> talking about the weekend. There's about a fucking the knock on the door. Yeah, we got in trouble. That That's okay, though. That wasn't much of a knock. Hey, that we was had, more of a we bang. had two different knocks. Yeah. Two we had security come, complaints. and then we had the Flowers, Flowers actually oh. did think the neighbor was really cute when she knocked so, on the door. So she first, the, bathroom first the security guard came and knocked. A little knock, like, hey, guys, please like keep it down a little. All right, no problem. Back to our you know, usual stuff. Yeah, and and then about five minutes later, a bang on the door, and I go and get it. I open the door, and I'm getting it full, you're full, and you're full, and you guys heard it. And, and she is giving it to me, cursing, you mother, blah, blah, blah. I'm, lo- <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at her, and instead of listening to what she's telling me, I'm looking at her like, fuck, you're smoking. What's your name? <laughs> she was hot, hot Russian, beautiful Russian accent. I love the Russian accent. How about when she sits there, and she's like, you guys are all acting like a bunch of animals. And then Flower's just like, hey, 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 don't you call me my friend's animals. <laughs> yelling at her. I was hey, like, hey, a Russian girl called me an animal. That's, that's it out there. Flowers draws the line. At the end. That's yeah. where I draw the line. Bunch of animals. She came in, knocked on the door, started yelling. I'm sitting there beside a hall, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, you're being louder than us right now. <laughs> she, was an a- she was an animal. Yeah. You would like that, wouldn't you? I loved her. Yeah. Is it, co- is it the COVID times up here or what? Like, Everyone's a little on edge. You, know, you, yeah, you want to stay safe and stay healthy out there. You know, We wish everyone the best. Yeah. But, uh, no, let's talk about this outdoor rink we What'd just What did you think? Oh. Okay, so first of all, me and Broadway thought it looked like Mystery Alaska. It was beautiful. But it's what a fucking, setup. What a thanks setup. to the talk NHL for getting us over there. Yeah, for thank you. Um, you know, we... Uh, we came in with not much expectation, but, you know, geez, we did the walk along the lake. Saw a nice 18th hole at Edgewood Golf Club. Where yeah. we, uh, for the fans out there, the golf club that this that this rink was built on this week is where they host uh, the Celebrity Classic, right? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, What's it called? Is it called the Celebrity Joe Pavelski. Classic? Is it? JR plays on is it. it. Edgewood? JR. Grant Fuhrer. Pavelski was in a playoff to win a couple of years ago. Romo beat him. Romo beat him. Yeah. Romo wins almost every year. Guys He's a stud. stick. He's a stick. So anyway, the course is built in between the 17th green and the and the 18th tee box, and it is beautiful. What mystery Alaska? You can call it that. I mean, the water's coming up almost onto the boards. Um, it's it's pretty special. So production-wise, NHL, you killed it. Uh, McKinnon, you look great out there in those sick new Nordique jerseys. I can't wait to see you guys wow. buzz tomorrow out there. Those wow. jerseys. We gotta ask Landy about those jerseys because you were those were the ones you said right away yeah. with the reverse yeah. retro. You're like. These jerseys fuck. These are fucking. Yeah. These guys are gonna have that. some sick pictures from this game, though. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, some of these guys might be yeah. changing their Tinder the profile. Wall. 
Profile pic. How good would one of these photos? How good would one of these photos look behind your bar back home? Jimmy? Oh, Broadway's basement hey. bar would be buzzing with one of these things with that big mountain in the back. I uh, oh. so for my Winter Classic game, um, there's this picture. It's 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 actually epic because we're at oh, Bush Stadium right. and fucking. I go to the net hard, and I remember fucking my boy Crispy, and you guys will learn about Crispy in the next uh, interview that we do. Um, Crispy goes wide, throws me a pass. I'm going hard to the net, and I got Seabrook like tripping me at the same time. But I'm like, fuck it, I just leap full like full throttle, so I'm I'm parallel to the ice, and I'm at the crossbar, boys. I went full tilt, full and up. the picture looks like I'm putting the puck in the net, although I missed by like six feet, and. <laughs> And oh, I'm yeah, like, it's like my, Bobby Orr style. Yeah, my exactly. feet are above the crossbar. Crawford's like down on stack pad. And, you know, someone sent me the picture after the game. And, of course, I'm like, fuck, this is nasty. Looks like I scored. Of course, like, so don't <laughs> don't send around the score sheet. But I printed up all the picks. And I just started fucking firing them to all my buddies, <laughs> signing them. They're, like, getting shit in the mail. They're like, up, oh, you just sent me a signed photo. I'm like, I, I had to. Look at the fucking picture. It's great. Christmas card. Luke, no one loves sending signed photos without people asking more than the upcoming. Loops texted me privately. He goes, hey, did you get one of these pictures from up? up? And I go, I did. He's like, does he think we actually want these things? <laughs> DeMarco, Joe DeMarco texts me. Yeah, he's like, hey, up you sent me this picture. Does that mean I got to put it up my house or something? <laughs> <laughs> it I'm is like, a sick I'm like, picture, by It's the way. a sick picture. It is a sick, sick picture. And those fucking jerseys you guys wore in those games are the best blues jerseys. They're one of the best jerseys. So, we're, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to get the picture out on our Instagram. And for you fans who tag like five of your buddies and get us some more followers, I'm going to sign fucking a bunch of these sick pics and send them to you. How's that? There you go. That's Look at that. That's a nice touch. He's a fucking, he's a man of the people. He's a man of the people. Bring it. Always has been. Okay, listen. So we got a little, we got a little controversy at Missing Curfew. I like the Colorado Avalanche and Jimmy Scoops and the Updog. You are leaning towards Vegas. Is that accurate? Yeah, fuck it. I think Vegas. Vegas is, uh, I don't know, boys, big team. My, yeah. my boy Revo out there running around. No one's going to be able to do anything to him. Uh, Flurry, he's back in net, playing well. Um, I, we, we're going to talk about this, but Shea Theodore has been fucking fucking this yeah, year. Yeah, he's back. Uh, I, I don't know. I like I like both teams. I think both teams we had to come out of the West. So yeah, we do. Let's uh, let's just get in some action. I'm going to be throwing some cash on the on the over in both games both just because I want to yeah. see some oh. fucking goals, oh. baby. I want to see some total? goals. Posted total would probably be six. Probably six, six and a half. Yeah. But six the other thing I like, the reason I like Vegas is because like we were talking about the other day is when these, these top end teams play each other twice in a row, it's usually they're splitting them it's one It's hard one. to beat them back-to-back and nights, with yeah. Colorado just beating them the other night. But Colorado's, fuck, they're adding some good Has players back to the lineup. So it's almost a whole new lineup. Fucking McCarr's back. Landy kids back who we're going to have on, Landis Cog. I, I mean, I, I'm going to Colorado, but are, can we bet against each other? Do you think that's going to make for a good watch party, or what the fuck do you think, boys? <sighs> I'd like to cheer with you guys is my only yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's fun. I mean, maybe we can both bet on the over. We can bet the over. Maybe we'll talk about it. Can we do dinner. a teaser? Can you tease? Hockey? I don't think parlay you cap. You can't tease hockey. Parlay we'll cafe. cafe. We'll get everyone fucking eating. Oh, brought you and I bet these two. That'd be nice. We could. I'll take Colorado. I'm in a little bit of. I gotta get some fucking. I wonder, money. The ice, I wonder what the ice is gonna be like. Revo said she's a little slushy out there, See, didn't he? There you go. That's, yeah. that's where you like maybe go. The yeah. It was the a little under, sunny, right? so it, boys. I today, go, we should go look up the history of the, of the outdoor games and see the totals. I, I feel, feel like, like they're, they're generally. Low. I think they're low. I feel like they're low. What's they're the low. What's the over under? Let's set this for a bunch of the fans. What's the over under? You think on a guy getting kicked out of the game? Uh, Corey really, Perry style. Yeah. What What do you think the odds are in that? Plus five hundred. I would say that's not gonna happen. 
five to one. Hey, if, if there's odds there, would fucking you, we got Revo fired up. You might go out and fucking elbow something. Hey, up dog. Text Revo, big Revo. Take a fucking five to major for the boys. If those odds are out there, are you texting your buddy to maybe throw in? Couple dough and you guys split that pot. <laughs> I think that's frowned upon. <laughs> it's definitely frowned upon. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's I'm excited just being out there and seeing the boys snap around a little bit. We were kind of kind of made me miss it a bit, but yeah. and then they started doing drills with their stops and starts and stuff. I didn't miss that, but it's a pretty cool <laughs> setting for you two guys that played in the Winter Classic. It's it's pretty cool out there. I, I must admit, I had some. I was jealous. Flowers, does it bring you back? You seeing all the hockey? You know, being in the NHL and all, does it bring you back? <laughs> you know, <being> <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done with you, though. We got, we got, some, we got some things to talk about. Does it fucking... Let's talk. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about, buddy? This is your time. This, this is your platform. Okay, so, I mean, you paid so, us 500 bucks, so we, you know, we're going to give yeah, you... Yeah, we're going to uh, need another check, you're by the main, way. You're our main sponsor. We appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, uh, we're going to need another check, though, when you get a chance. Support. I'm the only company that pay, that, that writes a check for advertising and gets no advertising. We just get the hat. I'm wearing the hat in the interview. You are wearing the hat. It looks sharp on YouTube, by the way. That's a six. This got a little juicy little thumb. He finally took his name off it, and he just left his initials on it, so... It's a wearable hat now for yeah. other people. Yeah, it looks better without the Larry Flowers. Think? I, do. I wear a rock with Larry Flowers. So. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like Larry Flowers because people like look at it. They oh, but this is better. Like this yeah, is like it. more of a business, like building your brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 what do you want to talk right, about? Flowers. Talk about, what do you want to talk about? All you listeners out there, listen to me. Let's talk mm-hmm. about. Unfortunately, they football. have to listen to you right now because you're talking on our <laughs> podcast. Fantasy football. They could fast forward. They don't oh, want, they you don't want, want to fa- Ryan O'Reilly. They don't want to fast forward through this <laughs> because you guys took a shot at me with uh, with Fact Daddy on uh, the other day, and um, now it's time to speak. The truth. Well, we only took a shot at you because you owe someone a thousand dollars. You owe a thousand dollars, bro. Hey, so who does he owe? And that's me. Okay, up <laughs> So here's which is going to go in the Mr. Curfew Council. Be great. <laughs> everyone that listens to the show, you're caught up on what's going on here. Now it's my time. Here's the deal: it's the last week of the season. Uppy is ahead of me by literally like three points. Now, whoever wins, if we both win the last week of the, of the season, whoever has the most points. So basically, if I, we both win and I have four points more than him, I get in the playoffs. Gotcha. So, me and Cody watch, and we see who, what guys put in what players on a weekly basis. I wake up the next morning, Cody, Cody and I had talked about this the night before, like, you know, what if, what if, what if fact that he doesn't play certain players because Uppy needs to win and he needs to outpoint me big time. Fact so Daddy, you're already thinking of ways to cheat. No. Yeah, no. he's a cheater. Fact Daddy <laughs> you're has, admitting right now Daddy, that you already thought of ways to, to cheat. Fact Daddy has Drew Brees, who's the best quarterback in fantasy football. He's got Julian Edelman. But why not, why not rest him? Hold, hold on, hold on. And he's got the Baltimore Ravens defense. Now, he played, he played his favorite team, the Buffalo Bills, uh, Allen, quarterback, who Stud. he started. MVP. Yeah, yeah, made me like 10 grand. He had a horrible year that year. He played him one time. 10 grand. One time during the regular season of fantasy football. <laughs> In the last week of fantasy football, he benches him for his best starting quarterback at home. Drew Brees is at home in the Dome. Instead, he plays Allen on the road in Baltimore against his own defense and then benches Julian Edelman for a receiver named Boyd, who went to Pitt, by the way, so I can't really bust his balls too much. But I don't think it's Fact Daddy. You play I don't blame Fact to Daddy. win the game. Now, uh, anybody, <laughs> listen, for those people out there that know, Uppy likes to win. You're a winner. Right Uppy, no, no, no. Oppy likes to win. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's on the golf okay, course. Okay, so you think it was more Uppy cheating factor. I have, and I, and I didn't use my – What's I your so, source? Pull I it out. Saw, I have my – Who is it? I have no doubt. 
that it's not fact daddy. He's a good guy. He loves you, Uppy. He, you, you called him. You asked him for a favor. I woke up the next morning. I noticed he benched his whole damn team, and that's called collusion. Now, I, me and Uppy. Is this true? This, this is, a is fact. not true. It's 100% fact, and listen to me. I need proof. Me and Uppy went at it. Exactly. I've never been in, a, I've never been in an argument. I've never been in an argument with Uppy in my life. We got in a full-on shouting match, match and then. And eventually, this I look is why, up. This is why he hasn't paid. And eventually, I'm talking to Uppy, and I said this to him. I said, Uppy. What'd you say? I said, Uppy, you swear right now on our friendship. On our friendship. Wow, he's going friendship. You swear right now high, on our friendship. High school stuff. He might have his fingers that, crossed. That you didn't do that. Swear. And you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I, I could swear right now. I did not call and he him. he didn't. I was in Switzerland sleeping, yeah. not even paying attention. All of a sudden, I'm kicking this motherfucker's ass. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so anyway, and then I happened story, to win the whole fucking so thing. Goes, he would have not have won. So story the goes, what is the story? Story goes, I would have not only made the playoffs, but the breakdown fact. I would have won the whole damn thing. Your and then these guys were calling me your trying to get my thousand dollars. But you gotta stunk. win the playoffs. So you, yes. you don't know what's gonna happen. I was colluded against. It's illegal. Your Anybody that follows stunk. fantasy football last knows. Place all year. I had the, I went on a run, five game winning streak at the end. My team was buzzing. I had sick running backs. And then this guy comes along and jams it right on my bum. Listen, bottom line is we had Fact Teddy on, and he's more reliable than you or whatever. So Why? Because you want to You owe $1,000. And a um, <laughs> you want the Stanley Cup? So did I. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Flowers, we're happy you came. You're part yeah, of the Mr. Curfew team. We love you. Thanks for coming, love you. This is, a, this is You can make that $1,000 out to Mr. Curfew yeah. LLC. Please, thank you. That's a write-off, um, right? Updog, you got yeah. the Revo yeah, yeah. coming on. We got the captain of the fucking Colorado Avalanche coming on. Oh, here, what a sex, sexy man. Cool. Thanks for joining us. We're having a great time here in Tahoe. Shout out to Hall Pass Media. And just, boys, let's enjoy the weekend. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, for sure. Fans, right. thanks for having us. Revo, Landis Cog coming at you. Cheers, boys. Welcome back to Missing Curfew. Up dog, we got one of your former teammates, all-time beauty still going. Live and alive from Tahoe. Yeah, introduce this beauty. Yeah, I'd like to. Mr. 75, one of my favorite all-time line mates and teammates and buddies, a guy that I played with for three years, and I got to do whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, got to, I got to say what I wanted. I got to do what I wanted. And uh, what a guy to have on your squad to drink beers with and to go to battle with. Ryan Reeves, thanks for joining the boys at Missing Curfew. Uh, we know you're in Tahoe. It's cold here, so thanks for coming on, buddy. We appreciate it. Anytime. It's nice to toast you in the room, so we're good. Yeah, you're just up the street here. We're on. Uh, we're here at the Hard Rock Casino. They have us uh, set up shop over here. We we missed curfew last night, so we got a couple noise complaints in the hotel when we got in. A couple pee pee slaps. But uh, yeah, you're down. You're down the street. How's how's the uh, experience been so far? We cruised over there for practice today, but how was it out on the sheet? It was. Uh, it started good. The sun came out and uh, the ice got a little slushy. So you know me, Uppy. It's not going to be good for my hands oh. to off that sun. So it's going to be a lot of dump bucks and uh, some quick changes. But uh, it was it was unreal, unreal view out there. Like it brought me back to, you know, when you're younger playing the outdoor pond. Obviously, Winnipeg doesn't have the view like that, but it was uh, it was fun being out there. Buddy, I used to love snapping it around. Me and Obes love talking about snapping it around, like hard, crispy passes. And speaking of crispy, our centerman that we had, Kyle Brads, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what a good line. What a good combo. In practices, okay, so it's slushy. I can't handle the puck. Neither can Revo. So we're like, <laughs> hey, Brody, crispy, don't fucking pass us the puck today, right? You're going to do the shooting. you got to do the carry and the puck over the line. But, um, fuck, we had, we had hey, a good do you, line. Do you remember how we got that nickname? 
No, but I'd love to hear it because no, I fucking forget everything. So I, I can't remember where we were. I think we landed in Florida maybe, and we all went out uh, and we started playing What Are the Odds. And so remember we had uh, so crispy. It was I can't remember who it was, but said, what are the odds that every time you snap a pass tomorrow, you <laughs> yell crispy? And, you know, sure enough, he fucking loses. So I'll, I'll fucking practice. Crispy! <laughs> Didn't you have to rifle pucks at Hitch I'll practice too? Oh, yeah, yeah. That He would, like, Hitch would skate around super slow in the middle of the ice, and it was like a competition. If you, if you lost that game, it was to hit Hitch with a bunch of pucks. Like. But, I, but I, think that was your, I think that was your loss. That, I think that was my loss, yeah. Hitch I'll practice. Totally. Oh fuck! Poor Skeeter, Skeeter almost had to sh- almost had to shave his whole bucket too. You were, so you guys no, know the man. game? Do you guys no, know the no, game? What's this game? So Revo, explain what are the odds? But you know what? You pass the ace when y'all get yeah, on the yeah, chase the ace. So chase the ace is when you know to our listeners when you get off the bird, y'all jump on the bus. Uh, you know you got a forty-five minute ride into the hotel. Get a thing of cards and you pass the ace. Loser, fucking, or the winner. Well, last guy in would win all the cash. Yeah, yeah, chase the ace. This is a similar thing, but it's more of like a. Like a game, well, like a dare game almost. Yeah, it's more like a dare game. So I would say, I would say, what are the odds you slam that beer right now? <laughs> Fucking so pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's, from, it's from one to fifteen. So if it's you know if Uppy's a little bitch and doesn't like to slam beer, which okay, so he did it for free. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's say it's like uh, you know something that you don't want to do. What's a, what's the odds you chug that ketchup bottle? Let's say. So you would it's go it's between one and fifteen or sorry two and fifteen. You gotta say. If it's something you really don't want to do, you say a number closer to 15 or 15. Oh, I know if it's something, no problem, like slamming that beer, you can go to two or you can say something closer to two. So then I'll go one, two, three. And on three, we both say a number between one and 15. If I hit the number that you were thinking of, you have to do it. If I don't, then it's just over. But if I go, if, if you say between one and two, then that means one of us is doing it no matter what. So like, as, as the night goes on and boys get a little more banged up, you start getting closer a to two. cockier. I remember we had, uh, we had Bobo. No, no, we had uh, Ells. I don't know if you were there yet. But we had uh, Brian Elliott. He had to, we were at this restaurant. And he had to go up to this uh, table of girls and just grab the ketchup bottle, slam a little bit of ketchup, look at the girls, be like, mmm, tomatoes. You're not allowed to say anything. Like, you can't say, hey, I'm playing a game, so it's got to be like, you just got to do it and shut the fuck up. That's great. See, you know you're on all beauty teams when they, like, you do some of this shit. Yeah, yeah, that's fun shit. That leads me into a question I got for you. We were talking before we first got on about just the quarantine. So, when you guys are on the road, you can't even hang out with each other in the hotel, right? You got to go right to your room. You can't play cards. None of that stuff's going on, right? Yeah, so like the, the beginning of the season, it started. Uh, we were allowed to be in the card room, but you can only have four people at a table, masks on, and you're allowed to play cards. And then I think, from what I from what I understand, one of the teams that got shut down got shut down because they were playing cards and they had a bunch of players. Uh-huh. So then the memo came out: there's no more cards. We do have a common room in some cities, but we're in the we're in this Western Conference where all these Cali teams have the rules where you can't even be in the common room. Like uh, in San Jose and L.A., you go down, get your meal. You got to eat your meal at uh, in your room. So, yeah, it's a little different. Like, you know, I'm, I'm used to running on the road and yeah. uh, having a couple of beers with the boys. But, yeah, you can't do that anymore. And you guys have a veteran team in Vegas. But how is it for – I know you get to see at the rink. But how is it for the team chemistry and stuff? Does it affect it all? I know you guys are a veteran squad, but does it play any angles like that? I mean, yeah, you know – 
you know, we're, we haven't had that, uh, we haven't had a losing streak this year, which is good. But, you know, I think for teams that, you know, you go on that little losing streak, it's like, all right, boys, we got to run tonight. You know, we yeah, yeah. over practice or a hungover game. It's just, it's just got to happen. You can't have that anymore. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's messing with our chemistry. We're pretty, we're pretty tight group here. And like in the cities here where we can hang out in the common room, we try and get down as much as we can, but um, it's, it's taken from the off ice for sure. Yeah, Revo, I got one question. I saw you fight the kid from Anaheim the other night, and when you guys started fighting, there was a music going on. But what's it like fighting without fans? Because that's the one thing I do notice when the boys drop the gloves, how quiet it is. And from a guy who's just been a few tilts, it's awesome when the crowd gets going. It's got to be kind of weird, is it not? It was, yeah. Like, that was my first fight with no fans. And, you know, I, I was always say, I always say, like, when I fight, I don't hear anything. Like, I, I'm just so, like, focused on the fight. But I, know, I noticed that, like, more so when you drop the gloves when you drop the gloves all the fans stand up and there's this huge roar and there was none of that for that fight so like i, I did notice that a little bit yeah revo how is it playing in vegas like can you talk about like the distractions is it um monitored by management like you guys have that you guys kind of took that city by the balls having an unbelievable team these first three years but is there a lot of distractions for the guys or is it a little bit easier with the COVID this year well i mean yeah it's it's really easy with COVID, but even before that like I'll tell you this: When you live in Vegas, the Strip loses a little bit of the the allure. I, you know, if you go to this, it's just like any city. If you go to the same place every single weekend, it's going to get old. And so, you know, even when even last season, I would probably went to the Strip fuck, like three times all season, and I'll go down there for dinner. But like, I maybe hit a club three times all season when like a you know a couple of buddies came in town, or we had a couple nights off and we wanted to run. But it's you know, and, and also it's not like it's a it's a massive city. Like people know who you are when you're going down to the strip and you know, the bouncers know and you know, our owner has a good good pulse on the city, so he would find out pretty quick and you know, yeah, it, it's one of those places where I think as management, if you if you start seeing a guy that's running too much in the city, it could swallow you alive and you know, I don't think they're gonna deal with that here, so they'd probably just ship you out real quick. So I think guys are pretty you know, not t- you know, I'm pretty tame about the strip and you know all the distractions. Hey, Revo. So I know the game's changed, but your first year in Vegas, did you guys notice teams coming in and, and being a little hungover? The Vegas food. Did you guys oh, see Vegas that at all? Food. The first year, they were like, "Holy fuck, this whole team's hungover tonight, they boys. Were we got this." At home. You know, so like I got there at the trade trade yeah, deadline, that's right, that's right. and when I was in Pittsburgh, still, that's all I thought. It was like, oh, you're just catching all these guys that are going there and getting shit canned, and you know you're just running over them because there's no way this team's actually that good. Well, I went down there with Pittsburgh and, you know, I, I think I, me and, you know, I'm not going to say who, but yeah, me yeah. and one other guy went out <laughs> a little bit. And, uh, man, we got shit kicked. Like, it wasn't even close. No, no, one guy went, we didn't go to a show. We didn't go to a club. We, I did, like, only a couple of guys went to dinner. We didn't do shit. And we got absolutely run out of that building. I remember we were sitting in the locker room after. It was like, oh, you know, that team's kind of legit. Like, they're, they're <laughs> fucking fast. They, they swarm you everywhere. And, yeah, I mean, they, it definitely changed my opinion of the team when we played them, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, you're de- they're definitely catching some teams on the rookie party. And, yeah. you know, you know the second day hung. Like, the next day is not the problem. It's no, the it's second the second day, day for sure. 
Yeah, they hung is the is the killer. You're yeah. like you're like boys. We got shit kicked. We all should at least went out the night before. We got no excuse for this now. <laughs> exactly. He's like, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna get shit kicked, might as well have made it a good one. Yeah. yeah. By the way, this this Golden Knight team has a really good home record, boys. We might as well just go out and get yeah. you know, juiced up. Come come to the rink prepared, but you know, just let's do it with a little bit of that Vegas energy. Especially yeah. if you're a team on the East, you only get one shot at Vegas. You gotta yeah. take advantage of that. You gotta take hey. advantage of that night. Yeah. So hey Revo, when you got to Vegas that first year when you got the deadline, what 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 rallied that team together? Obviously the stuff happened for the preseason in Vegas with the shooting, we know that, but was it just everyone that came into that team being expansive draft? What brought that team together so quickly that first year? Uh well again, like I, I wasn't there when, you know, they were kind of forming, but from everything that I've kind of learned and heard about the team before I got there was it was just a bunch of guys that had no status on the team. Uh They were all guys that were left out of their protected list or, you know, traded there somehow. And it was all, it was all guys that were coming together because their other teams didn't want them. So nobody had a status. Nobody could come there with an ego. Everybody could be there themselves because, you know, they didn't know each other. Nobody knew anybody or, you know, maybe one or two guys knew each other. So I think that was probably a, a huge thing for that team was, you know, everybody could just kind of go and do their own thing and be themselves, and, you know, they can all just kind of bond through that. Uh, Revo, so we all played for Gerard Gallant Turk in uh, Florida together when we were there. Um, I sat on the panel with him this year for, for the Trade Center Day at TSN. Uh, I thought he was the perfect coach for you guys for the expansion draft, like, you know, moving forward. He's a, he's a player's coach. You could probably attest to that. Um, how has that transition been for you guys? Because, I mean, to him it was a shock, but he, he almost laughs about things where he's like, ah, they bring me in for two years all the time. I, I get the team, like, rocking and rolling, and then they get rid of me, and, and here I am. Now I'm doing TV work. But, uh, you know, c- could you tell maybe – could you tell us, the, you know, that that transition and what it's like? Peter DeBoer, obviously, his record speaks for itself. Um, and our boy Robert Bertuzzo had him in junior, loved him. So, you know, as a guy that played the San Jose Sharks a bunch and – you know, you beat up a lot of their guys all the time. What was it like uh, having him come in? Uh, well, the first day was scary as fuck for me. Uh, we played, I mean, we played San Jose the year before in playoffs. And, I mean, I used to I used to chirp Pete so much. Like, coming on the ice, I would just, I would stare him down. I would be screaming at him. He'd be screaming at the refs, like, why are you letting this guy chirp and like so then I heard that he was coming in and my heart I almost had a heart attack and I was like, Man, this guy's gonna fucking send me to the miners the second he gets here. Like I was so nervous, but I mean he came in, we talked and you know, I was like, Hey, do, do we need to hug it out? He's like, No, no, we're good. <laughs> but so I mean, you know, after the first day it was uh yeah, I mean he's a great coach. He he came in and I think, you know, where we lacked a little bit in the D zone, he came in and really fixed that. And um you know, we, we had a good team. We just had some things that needed to tweak, and uh, he, he brought a little bit of his philosophy in, and it was it was pretty seamless. I mean, it took it, it took like a couple days to get used to the D zone. Um, you know, his philosophy is in the D zone, but other than that, it was it was pretty seamless. Hey, hey Revo, I, I got to know this guy a bit when I was in Vancouver, Scott Oak, and you always good fu- newfie. You, you always fuck around with them on Hockey Night Canada, and it's fucking great. What's your relationship with him? Did you did you grow up with him or something? Or how do you know Scott Ock so well? Because I love when you so, fuck around with him. So the Oak family is like my second family. They grew up uh, two doors down from me since I was born. And so Darcy uh, is one of my best friends. Uh, is his son. Okay. And I mean, I used to when I was younger, I used to live in his live in his house. I, I mean, I, he always tells a story. I would because one thing they got a hot tub, like, and I would just stroll <laughs> over with my. Uh, 
<laughs> with my robe on. I just knock on the door. I wouldn't wait for anybody to open the door. I was like, hey, black man coming in. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean it, that, that's just like a second family for me. I, I mean, I love I love everybody in that family. Revo, yeah, I just I cut you off there with the, the one clip where you just yeah, start yeah. rubbing his head and give him a hug. It's fucking. Well, I, I always he go is, for his hair. He's, it's, I it's, know it's, he's it's he is such a good, go after it. He's such a good like Canadian hockey night in Canada guy. Like he's from Newfoundland though, right? Like uh, Scott is, I believe. Part of me, uh, part know, of me sure. thinks yeah, when I sat down with yeah. him, he's like, hey, he fellow Newfie, you know. Anyway. Um, I, I had a great a great chat with him one day uh, doing that after hours in Vancouver. Yeah. You were on that a couple times. Yeah, he's a good dude. I got to know him very well in Vancouver. And you know in Canada, the media, but he was always a good dude. But I love when, I love when Revo fucks around with him. It's great. How's our boy Petro? Petro, like, I mean, Petro was St. Louis Blues, right? Bled, had his family. Um, he's a, he, he's know, a player, man. Fucking he's, right, uh, he's exactly what you want. I mean, he's, he's like, you know how he is. He's a one-man breakout. He's so shifty totally. in the corners. He's... He's a guy that, you know, you put it in the corner and trust me, when I got traded, I tried laying Petro out a couple times. And he's just, he's too silky in the I corner. And he's just too silky. Those guys so, piss you he, off. Yeah. And you know, he, he, adding him to our decor, like we have, you know, when, when we're all healthy, we have one of the best decors in the league. Like, you know, we were talking about Theo before. I think he's one of the best defensemen in the league. Um, yeah. He, but Petro definitely added a little bit to the team. Reba, I know the boys here at Mission Curfew would probably say you are the toughest guy in the league, and you like you like to throw the hands here and there. So, is there any young guys right now in the league that are trying to get a shot at the champ right now? Uh, you know that McDermott's asked me a couple times, um, but like I look the way the league has gone, the hey let's fight off the draw and nothing's happened. You know, especially right now with no fans, like it doesn't do anything, and so yeah. that like. He's asked me a couple times just for no reason. And I always tell him, like, hey, go run somebody or do something in the game or, you know, let me go run somebody and come after me, and then we'll fight. But, like, I, I don't I don't like the let's just fight off the draw for no reason. Like, it, just, it just doesn't do anything. The, you know, the, co- the coaches don't think it does anything, so I, I just – it's pointless. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not game one or two, right? It's not like you're down two nothing in a in a playoff series and right. you, know, you got to turn the momentum around. So yeah, yeah right now in game you know fifteen sixteen, I, I agree. Save the save the hands for the fucking stick <laughs> yeah. handling, baby. And Come I don't on. get a lot now, so when I do fight, they they they're getting and I'm getting old too, so like the, the hands they cramp up a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> hey Revo, I remember when you came in the league and, and listen, you came in as a buzzsaw. But was there any guy we had Big Earn on a couple weeks ago and he talked about fighting Ty Domi. Was there one guy you wanted to, like, you, I got to fight this guy, or a guy you're maybe a little bit intimidated when you first got in the show, or were you just like, bring it on, I'll fight anyone? I mean, that's funny you say Big Earn, because that was like, that guy used to scare me. Yeah. He, he, used to, he used to be like, scary. so the thing that a lot of people don't know about me is I was never really an actual fighter. I, mean, like, I only had a couple fights in junior. I came into the AHL, and, you know, I was told you have to start fighting, so I started fighting. And then, I, you know, so I... I learned I was kind of tough in the AHL, but I never, you know, I didn't fight a ton of like super heavyweights and there were some back then, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I came to NHL and yeah, okay, now I know I'm a little tough, but now there's like, you know, you have the toughest of the tough here because that, you know, that was still kind of that day where you had the McIntyres and the Big Earn and, you know, all those guys. And so I remember, uh, you know, Peros, the very first game, he asked me to fight my very first shift. I was like, yo, let me get let me get a shift in quick here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I ended up fighting uh, Chip Cheer and my tie down comes off and I get kicked out of the game. So I didn't have to fight him there. But, um, 
you know, as as I like as I progressed, you know, I fought like Kyle Clifford. Yeah. I knocked him out, and then I started thinking, okay, maybe I'm a little tougher than I think. But then I fought Big Earn, and I wasn't looking for it, but we were down to rep in the game early. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, I got I to gotta fight him. Like, this is my job. And I remember, like, I'm not saying I won the fight because, like, man, I got to the penalty box. I had, like, three, three, four golf balls on my forehead. I couldn't move my neck. But I just remember, like, I looked over at him, and he was leaking over his eyebrow, and he kind of looked at me. Like, who the fuck is this? Because I remember he was laughing during the fight. He, like, went to, like, uh, bluff me, and I jumped back, and he started laughing. And he and I was like, you motherfucker. You know, you speak to that coffee, huh? He was so that I, caught him, I caught him a couple hard, like, over his eyebrow. And I remember, I, I don't think he played, uh, I don't think he played for a couple weeks after that. I think I conked him. But um, he was, he was, like, who I was scared to fight because he was also, in, he was nationally played him a ton. And he's also who, when I fought him, I realized I was a little tougher than I thought. That's a great story. Hey, Revo, the one thing I love about your game, bro, is you can forecheck and you hunt pucks. With the rules now in the game now, do you find it hard some nights to play that way still? Like, I just feel when I watch these games now, like, it's hard to play physical. Do you find that or you still can do it within your ways? No, I mean, I, you know, you just, you just can't jump. You can't hit high. And I've never, I think the way I hit, I, I kind of hit like a football player. You know, I, I, I tend to hit square on a lot. I bend my knees. I come through with my hands a lot. So, you know, I don't think it really changes. Like, I, I've never been a guy that really jumps. I, I don't. I don't find that helps when you hit. Um, you just gotta, you know, you just gotta do it clean. And I got a pretty good rep with the refs. Uh, they they know I play clean. I've had refs come up to me and like, hey, thanks for not laying them out there from behind. And so I, I think that kind of helps too. If there's one that may be a little bit on edge, but um, no, I mean, the rules don't the rules don't change for me. Still trying to kill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Re- Revo. I just this just thought. I just thought of this for a second. We'll be always laughs when I think of <laughs> random shit. But uh, so obviously the league's super young, right? Tons of young players coming in. Probably lo- looking around the room, seeing like big guy, like you know, um, look, looking up to you, Patrietti, like o- older guys on your team. Um, when you were a younger player in St. Louis, a couple guys played a prank on you when you were like in your first training camp when you fell asleep in the fucking uh oh, fuck, <laughs> tell man. tell this big, story big wall so big wall. i was hurt i was hurt my first training camp and uh wall comes off after after his skate and he's like hey kid come over here they had this like <laughs> water massage bed and it was like one of those you lay down it shoots the hot water up and you know what I mean? the ones that you see at the fucking mall sometimes yeah okay like, hey, kid come over here try this thing out and I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, why is he telling me to go on a massage bed? But like, what am I going to say? No, no big Walt? Like, no, you fucking legend. Yeah, no problem. I'll, fuck it. I'll pull up a pillow. So I, I lay down. He sets this thing for 30 minutes. And so I, I lay down, and this thing's so relaxing. I fall asleep. I mean, like, I'm out cold, like drool coming down my fucking face. And uh, it must have been probably 10 minutes into it. I think it was Bryce Salvador, Salvador, maybe. Somebody comes in and slams the bed. No fucking sleeping in the locker room. <laughs> wake up, wipe the drool off my face. I look over. There's the GM. He goes, "Who's that kid?" Uh, Ray Borelli. Ray, Ray Borelli goes, uh, "It's Ryan Reese. He's a young kid." I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, "Oh shit." Twenty minutes later, sent back down to the NHL. Like, it wasn't even twenty minutes. Like it was. It was a tough. Uh, I had a tough first training camp. Like I, I did that. I went down like I never used to train back in the day. Like I, I was playing in a beer league when I was when I came into the, my first training camp. I didn't have like a skating coach. 
And so I came down to the AHL, and because I just came off injury, I'm getting bag skated by Painter. And we're doing this drill. It's like five shots, go the blue line, come back, five shots, go the red line, come back, five shots. I was supposed to do it five times. I did it twice, and I just take a knee. He's like, all right, Rebo, time to go. I was like, Painter, I can't. He's like, Rebo, get up, time to go. I was like, that's my first training camp ever. I was like, Painter, I, I can't. Okay. He skates off the ice. I get off. I'm not even undressed. Like, hey, uh, they want to see you in the office. Hey, uh, Rebo, we're going to send you down to Alaska. <laughs> Alaska. And so, like, the way the way everything went for me in the, my first training camp, in my head, I was like, I'm buried in the coast of the year. No problem. Like, 100%, there's no way I'm making it back here. So I ended up packing my whole truck up, and I drove up to Canada, all the way through, back down to Seattle, shipped my truck to Alaska, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to post up here. I was there for training camp and three games, and uh, a guy in uh, Peoria mispracticed because he was drunk all night, and they called me back up. So I had had to leave my truck and all my shit in Alaska. I was was sitting with one suitcase when I got there for probably three months. Hey, see, that's, that's the shit. That's people, how that's, you grind. No, but that's the shit, Revo. People, fans don't realize, right? Yeah, like, they see grind like, out. Oh, but that's fucking, like, shit like that's crazy. Yeah. That's, hey. Hey, kid, you're going to Alaska. <laughs> Imagine oh, if man. they told a young kid that now. They'd be like, what? what? <laughs> Crying. Cry your mom. Yeah, fuck. Anyway. Revo, you always find a way to get under a guy's skins. And uh, one guy in particular is Vander Kane. How did, oh, yeah. how did this uh, whole feud start, and where does it stand today? Where does it stand today? Yeah. What are you guys still going at it here and there? You guys going to play each other? Yeah. I mean, so. I, I, I don't like the guy. Like, look, yeah. it started when I was in St. Louis, and we, we played Buffalo all the time. Or we played Buffalo once a year, and he would he would just always – he'd run around, and, you know, I was running around, and, we, you know, we'd come together sometimes, and I'd always say, okay, fuck, let's go then. And he wouldn't he – wouldn't, he would never fight me. And this went on for years and years, but he'd always act so tough, and he'd all you know – Oh, I would kill you. He'd be chirping me from the bench. I would kill you. You don't even want to fight me. He's like, okay, well, let's go then. And he still wouldn't fight. And then he said one time in the media, he said, uh, he asked me to go uh, in Buffalo. He asked me to fight, and I said no. I was like, well, bullshit. Yeah. My athlete said no. Uh, and so it just like, you know, I have no problem with guys playing hard and, and chirping. You know what I mean? But if you're going to say you're going to beat me up, then back it up and, and fight me. And whether you beat me up or not, I'll, you know, I'll show you respect then. But it took me, what, nine, ten years to get a fight from him? You know, and, and look, it's not like the guy's, uh, you know, an upstanding citizen. What yeah. <laughs> well well mean, said, so. well said. I think the guy's a fucking clown, too. He pulled the same antics with uh, Kevin Miller. He did the same shit. He was sitting there and say he was going to try to fight him. Kevin Miller, he'd fight anybody. He's a tough kid. He's a, he's a yeah. customer, too. That might, might be a nice little tilt for you to get going, but I don't know. Don't, I'm not going to set that one. Is he back, in, is he back playing? Yeah, he's, he's back. Been hurt he, for yeah, a long he got back this year, but he's tough. But, but back to the cane. He did the same shit. They're chirping, chirping. Kevin Miller's like, let's go. And then goes into the media after the game. Like, he doesn't want to fight me. And Miller was fucking yeah. just waiting you know what weeks I mean? to like, get this kid. I just can't respect a guy that does shit like that. And so, to your second question, where's the stand today? I still don't like the guy. Yeah. I, still, yeah. I still want to kill him. Like, just, I don't think that's ever going to change. You know, it's. I always say there's there's some guys that, you know, like Tom Wilson. I, me and him have had a feud on the ice, you know, since uh, since the playoffs. But I always say, I bet you if I saw him outside of hockey, I'd sit down and have a beer and I bet you we'd be friends. Yeah. I don't, I don't think me and uh, I don't think me and Kane can ever be friends. <laughs> uh, Revo, 
your boy Flowers here. Uh, <laughs> flowers. Comes from, from a few guys here who like a uh, good quality pint. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, 75 Brewery. It's, uh, that's exciting. 75 Brewing. 75 Brewing is, uh, yeah, we started it two, two and a half years ago now. We launched our first one uh, two Decembers ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been fun. We It was like an idea. So after my first year in Vegas, uh, I, I re-signed, and I was sitting in my uh, – sitting in my living room with my girl and my brother had been telling me do something with Grim Reaver like do a, a clothing line do beer whatever it is do something and he'd been pestering me for like a year and I was just sitting there I was like you know what fuck it I'm gonna do a I'm gonna start a beer company and like I, I don't know the first thing about starting a beer company but my buddy back home he used to work for Labatt so I flew down to Vegas he, I flew him down there's like hey come for a couple meetings with me and uh, I he wasn't, I, I wasn't going to ask him to come on board with me because he had his own company. He was starting up in Canada, but when he left, he landed in Calgary, I think at the time or Toronto and I landed in Winnipeg. He called me right away. He's like, Hey, you know, I kind of want to come on board here. This, this looks like a, we could do something here. And that was in August. And by December we had our first bureau, uh, in cans in tap. And right now we got, uh, so we have four, we got a, a lager, a golden ale, a stout, and a IPA, uh, all in cans and draft. And then we have uh, a blonde ale that's in cans and draft, only with MGM. So it's exclusive to MGM properties. It's gonna be in the pool parties this summer. Wow. Uh, so yeah, we're buzzing. We're making a. We're we're talking about making our fifth beer pretty soon here. That's great. You might have to Talk show up to those pool parties. <laughs> hey, you're going to have to show up to those pool parties, hand deliver these these new blondies. Well, every venue every venue that has the beer, I got to go show some kind of love, right? So, you know, I'm going to throw a party and be like, hey, thank you so much for having my beer. Let me show up for you. <laughs> Hey Revo, Revo on the bird on the birds all the time. Like on our plane after the games, you and I would be the only guys that we'd have our Stewies who were awesome at the time in St. Louis. We had we had great girls. Um, we'd be like, hey, we need IPAs. All these guys like to drink Bud Lights, and whatever. I know. I'm like, we need some IPAs. And the boys are always like, hey, that Revo, like he can crush beer, but how does he stay so like jacked? How does he stay so jacked? I'm like, I don't know. You gotta ask him. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can tell that. Right <laughs> oh, like, you gotta ask him. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't eat. He's on this IPA diet. It, it works. It yeah. works. So, so you know what though? If you, for me and you, only drink drinking IPAs. How many guys drink IPAs now? Tons. By the end of that, by the end of that season, we had half the team drinking them. I agree. Because you don't need you don't need to drink twelve. You you're just a beer drink drinker. Four or five, yeah, and you're yeah. feeling. If you can yeah. drink IPA, you're a beer exactly. drinker. Yeah, 100%. you're a beer drinker. Or Guinness. Yeah, which Guinness. is a new stout you guys got coming out, right? We, yeah, we just launched a stout. It's really good. It's my favorite one. Wow. Nice. It's breakfast. It's, it's like Grim breakfast. Reaver. Sweet. Yeah. So, Revo, I'm a Philly guy. I'm obviously a big Flyers fan growing up. And uh, they're for what Philly fans are used to seeing, they're, they're a little soft, in my opinion. And I've always said for years, I would love a guy like Revo to be on the Flyers. Like, just, just keeping other teams honest, especially when it matters most in the playoffs. Um but I love watching Uppy play, right? I watched St. Louis games when he was there. You guys were there together playing the same line. And I, I like busting his balls. But you're not tough. 
But man, were you tough? <laughs> I will fuck you up right, right here. I mean, you're not tough, but you would be so tough out there when you when you. I, guys... had, I had the sec- I had the second and third toughest guys in the league. Hundred <laughs> percent. You always have. It's, I, a, it's a great role. I'm telling you, it's a great role. And I, then if you yeah, put yeah, a couple yeah, of in it. it, fuck, it's all good. I love baby. watching you play off you, just just being who you are and just go full up, dog. Always looking over your shoulder. We're, we're, we're the best we're thing. Hey, the best thing about playing too with Revo is when we had Hitch as our coach, right? We, no matter what we did out there, we always fucking tried hard, right? We were always like, if if we were, you guys fucking, had a great if we fucked line. shit up, Revo, great fourth line. We would back check hard, and we would try to kill guys, and we would try to not take penalties. I would take a lot, but, um, <laughs> but, but but Hitch, we'd turn around. If Hitch was giving it to us, we'd be like, "Fuck you, Hitch!" All right, we're trying. We're fucking trying out here. That was the best thing about Hitch is like, he was he was the guy. I hot shit to like to the point where it's like, man, you just gotta shut up. Please just shut up. But if you gave it back to him, he loved it. He loved like, it. Like I, I remember, I remember. I don't know if you were there or not. It was the uh, Yosi was the assistant, so you were there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was there. Been there. Yeah. So we come off from a shift, and I think I turned it over, and they had a couple scoring chances, and I sit down. So I'm all the way at the very end on the, on the left side, and Hitch is just fucking screaming. Randall, you gotta get the fucking fuck <laughs> Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm honest with myself. So, like, I'll say, yeah, okay, my bad, my bad. But he kept Cheek right a little, cheek right a little bit. Now I'm sitting again. Riddle, fuck me! Get it's like, yeah, I heard you. I know. I'm sorry. My bad. Cheek right one more time. Now he's right in front of me. Riddle, did you hear? And I, I just like it's the only time I've really snapped. I turned around. And I grabbed him by the tie. It's like, you don't shut your fucking mouth. I'm gonna strangle you with this fucking tie. And it, like, the anger in my face when I said it was real, and then I said it in way. I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh shit! <laughs> I'm like, a little nervous. So like, I didn't know what was gonna happen. So like, I, the next day we get to practice, and Yosi comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, you probably can't say that to a coach and grab his pilot." Like, yeah, you're right. He's like, "You should probably go apologize." Yeah, you're right. So I go in to hitch his office. Hey, hitch. Uh, you know, my bad. I didn't mean to grab your tie and say that. He's like. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's that's exactly right. And I was there. Me and Brody were like, oh, <laughs> we were dying. That's I gonna thought, be the best hitch hockey. You did a great, a great oh, hitch. That's good. No, that's yeah, the best that's one. a good hitch. Otter does a good one too. I mean, yeah, he does. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Your fourth line, though, that you guys in St. Louis, that, you were huge for that squad. Like, you we, guys would change momentum of games. I watch you guys in the playoffs. I'm like, you were an important piece of that squad, that fourth 100%. line. Yeah, 100%. We had Otter, too, and Otter fucking ripped his hamstring right off the bone the one oh, year. Oh, so man. so he missed that probably so five hard. months. So it was it, it became you, me, Brody, solidified. We just, yeah. you know, Hitch brought us in, and Hitch would just say, you guys are my only line that I do not want to worry about. You guys know your yep. fucking role. I, I don't want to ever have a meeting with you guys. So, if you play bad, figure it out. Figure it out yourselves. <laughs> go ahead, go have a line meeting yourself. And that was kind of cool. That That's was a like a res- it was a coach, respect though, yeah. factor. I mean, Hitch. Hitch knew each of us personally and as players, and he. he that's why I love Hitch. I, I fucking. I love talking about Hitch. Um, we got to have Hitch on this fucking podcast. He'd be hilarious. You, you have to. I have like, to. Have to. I, I know. He would be great, and he would love to come on. But, you know, you look back at some of your coaches, and, you know, everyone kind of knacks Hitch for maybe just the way he chirps or how or, looks. Te- or, or looks or how he skates on the ice. But he's fucking – he was a great coach. Very methodical. Uh, historian, right? Like, you ever sit with him having coffee with him? He'll just start oh, yeah. ripping, like – 
old war stories and shit. He's he's cool. Well, fuck, where did where did we go that one year? Uh, before, you know, like we'd always take a little trip before the season. Where, where Ann did we Arbor? go? Because there was like Ann Arbor, because they had that uh, war museum or something. Yeah. We go down there just so we could go to that fucking museum. <laughs> we had our we had our rookie party in Ann Arbor that year. Uh, Where'd you time, go? Though. We I went to. We went to, uh, yeah. we had dinner and then we went to some fucking, uh, like, college bar. And I remember Jim Bowmeister came up. <laughs> Jim Bowmeister. <laughs> hey, Rebo, well, that's the best nickname I've ever fucking heard. When up you told me that, I was fucking dying. Oh, yeah. Jimbo? Yeah, well, we well he he's Jim? Jay Bowmeister, but when he had a few beers in him and the, and the glasses went on and the hair started going around, he turned into Jim. Man, yeah. he was just like, he would just sit there and watch people. And then he'd do, like, something really weird one time, and then he'd just start watching. He had those big eyes where he just, like, yeah. just stared at him, and he just cried. Because he doesn't say much sober, right? But if you get a couple enemy talks, right, from what I've heard, or is he a pretty quiet guy? Uh, no, uh, he's still pretty quiet, but he's just like he's like a little more involved in what's going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, Jim, he's the you best. Tell me that nickname, I mean, fucking laugh. I've known him since we were kids, and and thank you know his his ending of his career is yeah, is fuck. sad but great. Stanley Cup, he's healthy. Um, so anyway, shout out to our boy Jay, who I know listens to the pod, but Revo, we know you, uh, we know you got a busy day. You're here in Tahoe. You guys play tomorrow at noon. We're going to watch and do a live show here at the hard rock, but what do you got going on for the rest of the day? What do you, uh, what are you guys up to? I got a, I got an interview with uh, Bridgestone. They, uh, they donated hundred grand to, um, I'm, I'm building a ball hockey rink slash, uh, kind of outdoor park for kids in like a low income area. Uh, in Vegas, yeah, yeah, Vegas, awesome, yeah. beautiful. So, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. So, like, uh, just a place where kids can come and you know learn the sport of hockey. You know, let's be honest, the, the area we're building it in is, um, you know, not a not a white area. So, you know, kids don't really get exposed to you know the sport out there. So, uh, you know, get, gonna get get some equipment donated to it, and um, yeah, just a, a safe place for kids to learn the sport. And you know, hopefully, we're gonna. Start a couple more programs out there. Uh, really bring the community in there. We're gonna do some stuff with the uh, the police force down there too. So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good project for the city. Awesome. Buddy. Maybe maybe we'll do a charity game there someday. Yeah, Something we're like we're gonna come to Vegas. Time. Missing curfew is going on the road when things open up, yeah. and Vegas is one of our number one stops. So we're stopping at MGM again. Some of that seventy five. Definitely. <laughs> I think it's at the pool party. You know what? I'll come with you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, Rebo. We need you to get in. Reba, I want to ask yeah. you before we let you go, brother. Just about we talked about him, Shea Theodore. I'm, I play with Theo, his first year pro in San Diego. He's an unbelievable kid, great player. Just touch on Theo real quick. What he brings to your squad? I mean, he's. I think he's a top five defenseman in the league, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, people can argue that, but when you see the stuff he does on the ice, he's, he's just unbelievable. He's, he's so silky at the blue line. He's got so much confidence with the puck. You know, you saw it in the playoffs last year, how many times he pumped fake guys and went around him and went and buried. Like yeah. he was, he was unbelievable. He's like a, he's like a really skilled forward that can play D and he's, I mean, he's a huge asset to this team. Kind of like you, Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just a great, and just a great kid, eh? Revo, he's a good kid. Unbelievable kid. Yeah, unbelievable kid. Hey, Revo, I got to ask you before we let you go. Uh, what are the feeling on the gold buckets, fella? You guys are all two with the gold buckets. Do you like them? What's going on? I don't know, fella. What do you think? You don't have to answer. If you, don't, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. You know what? I'll I don't say this. Put I think they might look better with the white jerseys. I, th- I would like to give them a go with that. Um, 
They're a little shiny. <laughs> They're shiny. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Revo, um, we really appreciate this fella. Um, Uppy has nothing but great things to say about you. I played against you, battled against you. Uh, you're a dying breed fella. Keep it going. We love watching you, and, and we're always pulling for Vegas. So thanks, my man. Appreciate it, boys. Go All pop right. one. Go pop one tomorrow for yeah, the boys. Yeah, get one eh? for the boys. Get one for the boys. Well over. You're due, baby. You're due. <laughs> All right, pal. Okay, thanks, thanks for coming, pal. Right, Thank see you. you. See ya. Welcome back to Missing Curfew, Up Dog. We got one of the good-looking Swedish guys that was a rookie, which is making me feel a little bit older. I know. You've always talk, spoke very this highly kid, of this handsome devil. Man, when Not I that you had kid. to. Not that you had to, but you always said, Gabriel Landeskog is a fucking legend yeah. from day one. And you had him as a young kid, so he must have learned a lot from yeah. you. Yeah, Landy, thanks for showing up, buddy. We appreciate it. Look at that hair and smile. You're looking good, kid. Quarantine's got nothing on you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me on, boys. Yeah, hey, um, listen, buddy. You know, now that I see you out there today, I saw you come out with the 92 on. And listen, uh, the one thing I was a little upset about is you had your bucket on. I wanted you to come out there. I know it's practice, but did it put one party? I want to be like, I got to get this bucket off because it was a pretty cool setting for you guys today. Yeah, it was. And you know what? There's, you know, I, I was a little young at the time. And I, I actually remember, I mean, what was that? You were there, you were there 11, 12, 12, 13. And I remember my second year, I was coming up on like 100 and. 100, 120 games, and I was talking to Obi. I'm like, I'd always see Obi out there without his bucky on, and he's like, you know what? You get an exception. Take your helmet off. <laughs> Obi was the one who talked me into taking my bucket off, and I'm very thankful for it to this day. It's it's a it's a good part of the game to be out there with the, the flow going. I'm like, listen, you're one of our best players. You're an absolute beauty, and you're fucking good looking. Take that bucket off. <laughs> yeah. You might save us a little escrow money here. Um, <laughs> Landy... <laughs> Do you remember the rookie party we threw for in L.A. that year? Because, I mean, we, we used to talk about it a lot. Do you remember that rookie party we threw together at the Roosevelt? Do you remember that, buddy? Yeah, man. That was <laughs> – yeah, I mean, I from the parts that I do remember, it was – because we, we just played a game. Yeah. And we went to the Roosevelt, and it was like a 35-minute dinner, and I think I – I mean, you you and Dan Winnick were sliding in big sex. You were sliding me these these shots of JMO, and I'm not a huge whiskey drinker or whatever. And I was, and I didn't have much of an option. And I remember sitting right next to some of the trainers. I'm like, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna survive this? Because I, you know, I was getting hammered just after game. hadn't eaten anything, and they're like, just eat whatever you can. Eat whatever you can. The bread, the asparagus, whatever. And we hadn't even left the restaurant. We were, it was like half an hour later. I was up in the bathroom just puking my brains out. But we ended up going to the bar, and we had a great night. And uh, I shouldn't share all the stories from that night, but yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a good <laughs> I, I just remember that year, like, you came in, obviously, second overall pick, and our team was supposed to be shitty. And we just – and you were a big part of it at that age, and I knew you were going to be captain. I mean, I didn't think you were going to be captain your second year in the fucking league, but I knew I'm like, this guy's – but just your rookie year, like how we came together as a team in Denver and we kind of overachieved. We ended up missing the playoffs. But was it as fun yeah. for you as it was for me that year? And I know O'Reilly still thinks that way and, and Jamie McGinn and those boys. It was yeah. it was a good year for us. It, it really was. And it was, you know, I didn't have much. I, I didn't know what to expect coming in my rookie year. And, and uh, you know, I was, I was just kind of, you know, you're a young guy. You're just kind of happy to be there and trying to establish yourself and, and, and whatever. And, and all of a sudden, you know, January, February rolls around and we're kind of in the hunt. And I remember we went out east for, for a big road trip. And we, I think we almost swept the road trip and, and we really were, were chasing down that playoff spot. And like you said, that, that comes from just having a blast inside that room. 
and everybody just pulling together and um, learned a lot. You're cutting out on us, fella. You got us? Okay, there you go. Can you hair, just can, the hair still looks good? Can you just say that again, Landy? You're kind of cut out. Sorry. For the heart. Okay, sorry. Can you just say that again, real quick? Are you good? The Harvey's Wi-Fi isn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's not National League, is it? Let's pick up at McDonald's. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember my. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead, fella. Can go, you guys go. hear me? Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Sorry about that. Go, go, go. No, I remember, you know, coming into the NHL, you're, you don't really know what to expect, and you come in, and you're just trying to establish yourself and, and really just find your footing in, in the league among, among all these men. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, you're in this whirlwind of, of your rookie year, and January, February rolls around, and you're hunting down a playoff spot. And I remember we were just, we were just having a blast, and, and kind of that underdog feeling, nobody was counting us to be any good, and, and we were, you know – you were new that year, Obi. We had a bunch of guys come in, uh, as as well as some of the veteran guys, Stastny and Hey Duke, and some of these guys have been there for a while. But we had a blast. Ended up coming up short, but uh, a lot of great, you know, friendships and memories from that season. No doubt, learned a lot. Hey, Landy. The, I mean, there was tons of things I loved about playing with you, and I knew you were going to be the player you are. But your physicality, bro. You know, you played in the Ontario League, but as a Swedish guy. When did you have that in your game? Like, because when, when you came in the league as a rookie, I remember you're talking to me about fighting. I'm like, yo, Landy, listen, bro, you don't have to fight, bro. Like, but what, what we'll do that for was him. it natural for you, or because you still play with that chip on your shoulder? And I love it. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, growing up, I once we were allowed to start hitting, I just loved hitting. I mean, I, I, I loved it. I loved playing that physical style of game, and 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 I think, and then when I I made it. I got to play with the men's team in Sweden before I moved over to the OHL and played for a few games and I played up for a couple of years and, and I was never the most skilled and I was, I was never the fastest guy, but you know, for me, it was about, you know, just kind of playing that physical game. And I think before I, that's why part of it, why I wanted to move to the OHL is because I wanted to develop and I wanted to play with the puck because back home I was just kind of running around and, and being a bit of a meat. So I wanted to develop that side of my game at the same time, never really lose the physical aspect of it. And, you know, I always looked at guys like Jerome McGinnlaw, Mike Richards when I got a little older, you know, Dustin Brown had, you know, some amazing years. It was fun to watch. You know, those are the kind of guys that I really enjoyed watching. Ryan Kessler was the same when he was in his prime. Really enjoyed watching those guys and try to really play the, the way they did. Yeah, Landy, I'll jump in. I had a, uh, I had a chance to play with Richie, Mike Richards, um, when he got the captaincy. So he, he was third, fourth year in the league, really made a name for himself, winning championships with, like, the Memorial Cup. Uh, he went on and won a Calder Cup. You could tell it was kind of in his – it was, like, in his blood to be a true-born leader. When I look at you, um, I see – so I see a lot of him, and I also see a lot of, like, uh, Alex Steen, who – I don't know if you know Steener well from international hockey with him, but uh, – the things he brings to the rink, and Obi's talked a lot about you. He loves you. He speaks highly of you all the time. But, like, the things, taking care of guys, taking care of, like, families on your team. Um, you know, we speak a lot about Steiner. But the way he played, he played hard. You play hard. He wins bat battles in front of the net. He goes to the front of the net. He wins battles in the corner. Um, when you were a kid, you know, did you, did you learn, like, a North American style of game? Because I – I always said Peter Forsberg was my favorite player growing up as a Canadian, and a lot of guys would be like, oh, he'd be, you know, he likes to play like a Swedish, but like a Swede. But fucking <laughs> Fopa was a fucking legend, and he played hard, and he was tough. 
And that's kind of what you bring to the to the table, and your team feeds off that energy that you bring. So, can you kind of share, like growing up, uh, like what that was like to to say, I got to play this way to be effective. Like I, that's kind of the way I I grew up playing the game too. Yeah, I mean, you said it there. I mean, Peter Forsberg was the guy that I had. I had posters of him in my room growing up. That's and he obviously naturally, me being from Sweden, that was a guy that you know. He was the biggest one we had. Him, Matt Sandin, and and uh, Lidstrom probably, but but Forsberg. I mean, it, it was definitely somebody I looked up to. And and for me, you know, I was never the most skilled. I was never the fastest or whatever. But I tried to be as good as I possibly could at everything. Be very, you know, had a big range of things, and at least be pretty good at most things. And I think that's still to this day. Uh, probably one of my strengths. I mean, I like to play physical. I like to contribute in every way. I can, but uh, I won't be. I won't have the speed or the hands that McKinnon's got. So, uh, <laughs> who does? No, no, <laughs> not many do. So, to, no. hey, speaking of leadership, um, you got a young kid on your back end, Bo Byram, and we always fuck up his name, but we love this. kid. I've been fucking his name up for a month. I was calling him Bowen. <laughs> Fuck, it's fucking Bowden. No, no so, Bowen. so we love Bowen. Him Bowen. <laughs> and he just, you know, he is his first year in the league. He's got ten games under his belt. He's, you know, coming off a World Junior Championship that was. Uh, for me, watching him control the play up there was was amazing, and to see him come in and um, get his footing in the NHL. Uh, do you see any like? Does anything stand out to a young kid like that? Like playing with obviously Makar now, learning from him. But is is he like a sponge? Uh, he was a leader, and you know, on his team at World Juniors. What, what do you see in this in this kid? Yeah, I mean, he's he's really impressed me. I thought, you know, you, you never know with the world juniors and you never know how that's going to translate uh but i mean he came in and he's just taking stride after stride and he's been poised i mean we played in anaheim of you know i think it was his first or second game and all of a sudden he was coming down the wall and had getsy on him and, and he just kind of shook him and, and walked right around him you know you need some swagger to be able, you need some swagger to be able to do that at the nhl level and 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 even defensively he's breaking up plays and he's He's so poised with the puck. You can tell he's definitely playing with with some confidence. And I think maybe he's, you know, he he uh, he looked at Makar a little bit when Kale came in a few years ago and said, "Why, you know, why have to dip your foot in the water when you can just kind of jump right in and, and and do what you do and trust yourself?" So it's he's been a blast to watch. And honestly, with the guys like that, there's not much you have to teach. Like I'm not yeah. going to teach him anything. Totally, yeah, like totally. it just, if, if anything, it's just about you know. Uh, you know, making sure that they're a part of the team and, and, you know, you're giving them the gears to make sure they're comfortable and, and boys are, are chirping everybody, which is, you know, it, it's like when, when, when I was a young guy and, and Obes was one of the veterans, you know, if you're not, <laughs> I remember the guys were saying, like, if you're not getting chirped, your boys don't like you. Don't so like I, I, I always enjoyed it when the boys were giving it to you. And I think it's the same with these guys. They're really good kids. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're all of a sudden they're, you know, they're a big part of our team. Big part of our, our back end, no doubt. I wanted to ask you about you got named captain at such a young age. How was uh, handling that responsibility, dealing with older guys? Like you're you're a teenage kid and you got to come in and deal with guys like O'Brien. And then were there any veterans on that team that kind of helped you learn how to be the captain and the player and person you are today? Yeah, you know what? Looking back at it, um, you know, obviously, it was very excited and, and, and a huge honor to, to 
to be given the C at such an early age. But looking back at it, I think it might have been a, a couple or a few years too early, too soon. Um, I hadn't even developed, you know, into the player that I wanted to be. I hadn't really gotten my own footing in the NHL. And here I was going into my second year trying to hold players-only meetings and, 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 you know, shit like that. Like, I, I had to kind of get comfortable with who I was in the room, get comfortable with what kind of player I was. Uh, Milan Hayduk was around my, my first couple of years and, 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 you know, learned some things from him and, and Stastny and, and even the older guys like Obi and, and, and all these guys, I remember them always telling me that like, you're, you know, you were named captain for who you are and don't change. Like, don't try to be somebody else. And I think that's one thing that stuck, stuck with me. And sometimes you have to have some conversations and, and players only meetings. I've never really enjoyed those that, it, it, it's kind of you always do them when, when things are going bad so you never enjoy doing that and have to tell guys certain things but but for the most part I just try to be myself and and uh, and try to learn really still try to be open-minded and, and pick up things here and there but uh, I was young and very very green back then no doubt yeah and you did a great job and, and we were all excited for you but I I Looking back, I was like, man, I, it was good for Landy, but at the same time, it put a lot of pressure on you at such a young age. And you, I remember you were kind of dealing with like, oh, so I got to change. I'm like, Landy, just just be you, bro. And you've turned into an unbelievable leader. And um, I want to ask you about a guy, Landy, that I thought was a huge pickup for you, Nazem Kadri. He brings some grit to your team. He's good up the middle. What has he brought to the Colorado Lions? Because I think he's a big piece of your club, and, and I'm a huge fan of your team. Yeah. No, just like you said, I mean, I, I think that's what we needed. That's what we needed, a little bit more sandpaper and that grit and, and a guy that can chip in offensively. And obviously you look at the, you know, the Nas's play in the bubble. I mean, he was one of our best players. I think he had five or six game winners. And, and uh, you know, I remember playing as Nas in the OHL, and he was a skill, high-skilled guy and didn't really, you know, he had some grit to him, but, but not the way he does now. I mean, now he's, he, he, I love, love playing with Nas. We have a lot of fun in the offseason, playing some golf. He's a, he, he's got a bit of a power power fade going that he's got to work through right now. But uh, he's, <laughs> he's a good dude, real good addition to our locker room, no doubt. He's 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 been awesome. Where do you tee it up in uh, in Denver? Because I've played Cherry uh, Cherry Hills. I've played. Yeah. Where, where where did we? Cherry Hills. Step? That's a sick track. I never even Cherry Hills that. is the private track. Yeah. Sick 18th hole. It's like the the whole fucking fairway slanted right. I remember. I I went out there with a couple members and ended up eagling on the 18th. It's a and took like, I must have took five or six hundred bucks off this member, and he fucking left without paying. And then, so and then you didn't get invited no, back. So Thorny, I was playing with Sean Thornton, and Thornton's like, I don't know if we like you know, if we got to call the guy out or what. I'm like, ah, we'll just well, fuck. We brought us to the nice track. But, um, are you? Is it Cherry Creek? The other one where all the boys are members at? Staz took me out there with Bozy and a couple guys a few years ago. Yeah, a couple nice yeah, tracks in and around Denver. I'm out of Cherry Creek. Same spot as Stas and, and Bozy and Johnny Lyles used to yeah, be there Johnny. as well. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, so mostly there, pretty close to my house. But you go up in the front range and, and you know, some of those some of those tracks up in the mountain. It's up in Vail. There's some beautiful courses. Uh, Sanctuary is a track in, in just south of Denver that they only got two members. It's the owner and his wife. Uh, and you know they they only do charity tournaments, and that's a pretty beautiful course. So we get to go out there once in a while, but uh, bounce around for the most part. Cherry Creek's the, the home track for sure. What's your uh, off topic? But uh, what's your best concert you've seen at Red Rocks? Oh, uh, 
I went with Factor a few years ago. We we saw Lana Del Rey was real good. Um, seen some country ones there. Keith Urban. I went, brought my mom. She's a big Keith Urban fan. Um, but Lana Del Rey was real good. It was it was real hazy in the sky that night <laughs> at Red Rock. Hey, that's it. I mean, it's that's the prettiest. Venue. It's the prettiest venue uh, situated in those in those rocks. It's, I'll tell you what, though, those fucking stairs will get you, Landy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I love Red Rocks, but those stairs will fucking get you, bud. And the altitude on it, I'm just like, holy fuck. I'm you sure, I'm sure it was just that. <laughs> you gotta walk up some. Hey, Landy, I want to ask you, buddy, like, because when you came into Denver. You know, the crowds, you know, they were few and far between. Now I watch your games, obviously, pre-COVID. The, the building's rocking. I mean, it's got to feel pretty good for you when you came in at 18 years old to now where the team is. It used to be a Bronco city, and now the Colorado Avalanche are, are pumping in Denver. It's, it's got to feel good pre-COVID when that barn was rocking. Yeah, it really was. And, and, and it's been, like you said, it's been fun being a part of that journey and, and seeing the bad. It makes you appreciate the good that much more. Uh, and, and all of a sudden that you're kind of the talk of the town when you got a good team, which is super exciting for us. Cause my first, we made the playoffs once Patty was first year, but it wasn't really the same. It, it, so my first five, six years, it was, you know, you'd, you'd go anywhere. You'd never get recognized anywhere. It was all about the Broncos and whatever, but now it's, it's definitely turned around and, and the buzz in the city has been, been a blast. So we're, it, you know, it, it really helps to, to have a good team. Obviously, once you put a winning product on the ice, people will come night in and night out. And the, and the Denver fans, like, you know, will be Denver's a great sports city. They just, they just want a team to cheer for and they want a good product on the ice. And, and once you do that, they'll show up. So it's been a, been a blast. Man, I wanted to ask you, like, I, you know, you touched on a little bit. You came played in the OHL because you kind of wanted to play more of a North American style game. But, like, a lot of Swedes, like uh, Nyquist, Stahlberg, Haglin, they all went the college route. Did you consider going to college at all, or was that kind of OHL was your only choice? I, I did, but once I made my debut in the Swedish Elite League, I made some money, and yeah. all of a sudden that takes your eligibility yeah. out of the way. But at the <laughs> time, right there. Well, when you're 16 and they're offering you, I don't know, 500 bucks a game or whatever to go up with the men's team, you're like, oh, give me the money. I want to <laughs> go play. Uh, but looking back, you know, the OHL had a great time. It was, it was really good. I, I felt that it was a good step for me in my development to get to play a lot of games. I know in college they don't play as much. Um, so, for me, I wanted to really learn and, and kind of figure out the the way to play the game in North America at the same time. So, uh, but looking back at it, I play with more and more college guys. They tell me more and more stories about their days in frat house sorority houses. I don't know. If I was to do it again, maybe college would have been the point. Hey, I'm with you on yeah. that, Landy. I, I would have got kicked out, but totally. it sounds like a lot yeah, of fun. Jim, Jimmy's our fucking college guy here. He's he's our college recruiter, Jimmy Scoops. Back in school right now. Always wondering why guys just didn't go to college. I, I don't know why. I probably wouldn't have made it out of there. crazy. You would have been fucked. All right, Landy, so besides, besides the hotel, we're in Tahoe. The fucking place is beautiful. The, the, the rink, I'm sure practice today was a little bit like I played in one winter classic. Uh, at Bush Stadium in St. Louis, which was, which was beautiful. What was the feeling like? What are you guys talking about? Are you excited for tomorrow at noon? Um, we're going to release this pod today, so we're kind of wanting a little bit like what's going on with the group. Like you know, puck drop. You're wearing the C out there tomorrow. You're back in the lineup for your guys. Like it's got to be an exciting time. 
Yeah, it is. And you know what? At the same time, we're getting some guys back from COVID and we're also getting some, we've been getting healthier and healthier with this little COVID break. So we got, well, got some guys back from injury. And sometimes when that happens, you guys know that guys have been grinding away with a depleted lineup and then you get in, injected with some fresh guys. And, and sometimes you, you almost take a step back. So we want to avoid that tomorrow night. And we know how important these points are all year. We're going to, I know that's a boring answer, but, but playing the Vegas golden Knights, I mean, we're going to be fighting these guys all year. Uh, so these are certainly important points. And, and listen, we're, we're, I'm and two in these outdoor games and, and the two that we played were <laughs> and two. Like we'd like to get a win tomorrow. <laughs> well, listen, I'm fucking taking you tomorrow. So get to that blue paint and fucking bang one in for me. Would you? Hey, listen, I, I picked you guys to win the West. Hey, I picked you guys to win the West too, Landy. I love your squad. The thing that concerns me a little bit is last year the return to play, you guys got banged up. And listen, I know injuries are part of the game, but staying healthy, not COVID, but staying healthy, is that something that you guys are concerned about? Because if you stay healthy, Landy, you got as good a chance as anyone. Yeah, and we've talked about that. That was kind of a topic right at training camp is, is finding a way through that and finding a way to stay durable and stay stay healthy as much as we can and and obviously with this this year's schedule it's pretty jammed up but um you're right we got bit by the injury bucket at a, at a horrible time last year in the bubble and, and and this year hopefully we we're hitting it a little bit right now where we have the last few weeks so hopefully we're getting out of it now rather than in the playoffs i just want to ask you one more thing and listen about mckinnon you know you play with him every day i love this kid's game he's my favorite player to watch um, but for a guy like yourself to see him day in and day out, what is the most impressive thing for you? I'm sure there's a ton of lists, but can you give us one that just when you watch this guy, you're like, holy fuck. I mean, watch this guy skate. He doesn't sk- skate like a normal person straightforward. He skates just crossovers all the time. That's, same that's same thing with McDavid. That's what they do. They just cross over. I try to do that in practice. I'm exhausted after three, <laughs> three yeah. I mean, it's just, but watching him, it looks so effortless. And, and for him, it's just, I guess, you know, he just learned how to skate that way. And, and it's super effective. You know, his his mitts and his shot, I mean, everything is happening so fast. It's one thing to be skating fast, but to match that with your hands and your shot. And, and the way he's like, you know, he, he'll skate through sticks, puck under sticks, under skates. He, he's got this. His, his brain, brain is just working that much faster than everybody else's, and it's a blast to watch, and I'm just trying to keep up with him when I'm up there with him. Hey, Landy, I, I don't know. I've never met him. I, I, he was at Warwick one night in the summer with Crosby and Webb's back a couple years ago. I, he was having a good time. But what's he like as a teammate? Is he fun at the rink? Does he, is he all business? What's he like playing with them in the dressing room and stuff like that? Yeah, he, he's a good dude. Nate, Nate's a really good dude. Super competitive, whether it's on the golf course or on the ice or in practice. Like he'll, he, he gets real feisty and real competitive, and I think that's what makes him special. To be honest with you, you know, he's he's pretty businesslike at the rink, um, but I think he he holds guys accountable that way with with the way he carries himself and how you know how competitive he is. It, it certainly rubs off on guys. Awesome. I, I I don't got much else, man. I'm super fucking excited to watch this game tomorrow. I, I think you guys got to be feeling juiced up. Hey, Landy, real quick, I want to ask you about Joe Sackick. And, and Joe wasn't GM when I was there. Well, he was, and then he traded me. But how has he evolved as a general manager? He's made some nice moves for you guys. Just just what, what does he bring as a general manager? How is it as a captain dealing with him? He's great. You know, Joe is is real good, easy to talk to, uh, you know, very laid back. He's, he's, for the most part, we see him around the rink all the time. 
a lot of the time he's wearing golf gear and ready to go to the track right <laughs> after. But he's, uh, you know, Joe has, Joe has showed in the past, obviously, with, you know, some trades he's made with that Duchesne trade, that patience really paid off. And, and obviously we're looking at both Sam Gerrard, who's another defenseman that's a blast. But Bo Byram came out of that trade as well. And so he's made some swift moves, that's for sure. And, and uh, he's been he's been a guy that I've been able to uh, talk to as well with you know questions or, or just how to handle certain things um landy thanks buddy we really appreciate it man listen uh, i'm proud of you when i met you at 18 years old i knew you were going to turn into this fucking player that you are i love my two years playing with you you won the calder then you came back the next year you didn't mix it quite as much which i understand because you're the captain but hey i'm, I'm proud of you i'm proud of you I'm, i got cash on you guys tomorrow so get to that blue paint fella and um yeah you're one of my favorite teammates and thank you for coming on Thank you. Yeah, you bet, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Take care, guys. See you, buddy. Awesome, pal. Up dog. Obes. DraftKings, baby. DraftKings. I put a little fucking cheddar on this game. Back at it. You got a couple little fucking prop bets you got going there. I would like to see, boys. I'm all about the prop bets, as you guys know. My Super Bowl thing. Right right (laughs) off the hop. Right off the hop. Gronk. Actually, it was over his shoulder. For a plus fucking fourteen hundy, I threw two two hundred down. Quick twenty eight hundy. Anyways, boys, we got a big weekend here in Tahoe. Yeah. And DraftKings stepped up to the plate. Big partnership. Let's throw some uh, odds boosters around. I want to odds boost uh, a couple plays. We just had our boy Revo on. Uh, the guy likes to hit. Guys, the guy fucks. Guy does yeah. fucks. Anyway. I like to take Revo. I don't know what the yeah, line yeah, yeah. is, but I'm telling you, fans out there, you want to jump on this. Revo is going to be fired up after our conversation. He, if the line is three or four going. hits, take the over. Revo over three or four hits. Ryan Reeves over Love three it. or four hits. Love it. All right, you whatever got another, it is, take the over. You got another little juicy one written down there. What else you got down there? Wow, well, just because we uh, we also <laughs> had on your boy. Gabriel I mean, I saw it in his eye. Did you see it in his oh, eye? Oh, did you see that fucking hair? He's a good-looking cat, though, God isn't he? Goddamn, his hair is perfect. I'm speaks, jealous. He speaks so well, too. Yeah. Better English but, than us. But uh, so anyway, after listening to that, him talking about McKinnon, McKinnon's the most dynamic player in the league as a right-handed shot. I'm going to say Dreisaitl, McDavid, lefties. They're, you know, Ovechkin, his time has passed for being that dynamic. Nathan McKinnon. Over seven shots tomorrow. Oh, he's wow. he is going to be, be fucking it. snapping. That it. would be big time odds. Fuck, let's go seven. over seven. Over yeah. seven shots on net. What's a lot of shots for a forward in a game? Five? What's a lot? Fuck, what five, was your, is, oh, five, five would be a, a great net. Five. What was your career high? You remember uh, for, uh, I think it was six. Was like my six? career high. Yeah, and, that, and then you think like you're failing at that night. Yeah, you think you're big time. But like one prop that I like for tomorrow. And, and I think it's getting their captain back, Landis Gog, score the first goal of the game. Ooh, first did he? opening goal of the game. With his helmet on or off? It has yeah. to be on with the rules. Yeah. Oh, you're, not, <laughs> you're not allowed. We're going to talk about that next week on the pod, about the bucket thing when you have to go right to the bench. It's not National League. Um, prop bets, boys? I like that, though. Landis Gog scores let's, the first let's, one. First let's get those game. odds boosts on that, 100%. I love Obi, that. what do you sneaky, got? And a sneaky play, though, is this Brandon Saad, too. He's having, he's got six goals, having a good year. six goals in, like, 13 games. I, I, it's got to be over two and a half shots. I'm hammering the over on that guy. Brandon Sod. I'm, yeah, avala- I'm taking Huge the avalanche, hammer. so I'm going to say. Yeah, I think he's got a nice little wrench on him. Does he? All yeah. right, cool. I might, <laughs> I might take that bet. I'm going to say <laughs> our boy Bo Byram. 
He's going to score oh. a goal tomorrow night. Is that can I do that? Is that a prop bet? His first NHL goal. His first NHL goal. That should tomorrow be that night. Outdoor be game. Bo Byram. That's a great outdoor game. I watched him this morning. I called a hall over. I said, "Listen, watch this kid skate," and he was snapping it out there. You were taking selfies. You missed it, but he was fucking snapping it. So Bo Byram scores his first NHL goal. I tomorrow. love that. I love that. So tune in, fans. We'll be watching this YouTube. Uh, we're here at. Season. I'm taking we're the here. Avalanche too tomorrow in the game, boys. I'm I telling you. I'm telling you. I'm torn right now. I know. I'm we'll torn. talk about it over some red wine and a nice steak tonight at dinner. As, yeah, yeah. Flowers like is buying. You can have my glass. Um, <laughs> we are at the Hard Rock, and tomorrow we'll be bringing you live action. Us beauties sitting around shooting the shit, talking about hockey, hopefully winning some cash. Come on, baby. Uh, Draft Kings. Draft Kings, baby. Let's go. And uh, we hope you all tune in. Uh, we'll be giving you a promo code on our Instagram for uh, Draft Kings. And let's rock and roll, baby. Uh-huh.